John Cena has been cast, and we have a full synopsis for the Wile E. Coyote movie, aptly titled Acme vs. Coyote. And there's a new airline commercial featuring the Looney Tunes. So, of course, you realize this means podcast. Are you ready, eager young space cadets? <laughs> Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Hello and welcome to Of Course You Realize This Means Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Graves, and with me today, it is my pleasure to bring on a fellow Looney Tunes fan and filmmaker, John Duarte. Hi, John. How are you? Hey, how's it going, Jonathan? It's great to be here. I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to talk about this episode, this topic that we're going to be discussing, the many deaths of Bugs Bunny has been on my to cover list ever since I started the podcast and with the new shorts, he's been dying more and more. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and also I can't wait to uh, talk about, especially he just died in the, the latest space jam movie as well. He did. He did. He's dying all over the place. So you love the macabre. You love the horror genre, which is why I wanted to talk to you about this because there are some really graphic, horrific things going on in Looney Tunes now. Oh yeah. And, it dates all the way back to the 1940s. So I wanted to encompass all of it, um, you know, pertaining to Bugs Bunny. Other characters have died recently as well. I'm going to leave that to a later episode. Okay. I just want to focus on Bugs Bunny right now. He's near and dear to my heart, near and dear to your heart, I, I assume, and probably no. <laughs> oh, no I'm definitely, well, to, to um because I am a huge fan of Louis Tunes, because honestly, just like you, just like you, you know, like everybody, like we all grew up with Looney Tunes, but you know, in my household, we're Disney and Looney Tunes, but you know, Disney, you know, I do have a heart for Disney, but Looney Tunes is definitely my favorite because it's more slapstick screwballish, you know, out there, like more comedic than that, uh, than Disney, than Disney shorts. I remember from a long time ago, but yeah, but I've always, totally, been, totally. But, but I've always been a big fan of Looney Tunes. I, I remember the first Looney Tunes thing I saw was a uh, Bugs Bunny superstar. Which was a okay. uh, which is a documentary, and it was hosted by Bob Clampett, who's who's one of the uh, um, uh, animators, classic directors, yeah, yeah, and directors. Sorry, and uh, Orson Welles was also the narrator as well. But I remember oh, watching, goodness. yeah, I remember watching that as a kid a lot. And I had, you know, I rented Daffy Duck's Quackbusters, and I've just all the all the like the 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 eighties Looney Tunes stuff, and then obviously went back. You know, I was still a kid, loved uh, you know just loved loved these shorts and of course my favorite uh my favorite sorry <laughs> my favorite uh character is uh of course daffy duck like nice you, you, classic I, I love the guy <laughs> i love him do you love both personas his crazy daffy the woohoo woohoo and uh and then also the sarcastic like vengeful daffy do you like both yeah absolutely um i, for, I forgot how, what was was it tex avery that 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 uh that directed daffy's first short or or my uh yes it was what? it was it was next favorite yeah Whew, thank god <laughs> so at least i know my at least i know my my history of looney tunes but yeah i i love the the wackiness of of daffy duck and yeah and i actually it's funny um obviously no one can see it on in in this podcast but i'm actually uh watching the looney tunes back in action on mute 
because I haven't seen it <laughs> nice. in years. So I was just watching this before uh, before we started recording. So, but yeah, I, there was a lot of sight gags I completely didn't like. I didn't realize when I first saw the movie, but you know. It gets some flack and whatnot, but you know, I actually like this. I thought it was better than Space Jam when I when I saw it. Yeah, no, a lot of people have that opinion, uh, me included. And you know, Joe Dante really put a lot of his heart into that movie because he grew up with Looney Tunes as, as much as we did. Yeah. Um, one thing you you did bring up was Quackbusters, and on that note, that is a parody of Ghostbusters. Yes. And we recently had a passing of. Ivan Reitman, who was a producer on Space Jam, yeah. both of them, actually. Yeah. And it was through that producerial effort that we had such a renaissance in cinema for Looney Tunes. Because up until that point, we hadn't had Looney Tunes in theaters for, I, I want to say, a decade at least. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was a while and he was uh, very, you know, instrumental in making that movie such a cultural relevant time for, for these characters, but also to bring in Bill Murray. If it wasn't for Ivan Reitman, we wouldn't have Bill Murray in Space Jam. Yeah. That, and that, uh, that's, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I love the I love the joke how Daffy's like, Mr. Murray, Mr. Murray, you know, how'd you get here? <laughs> Bill Murray, just complete, typical Bill Murray. Eh, the producer's a friend of mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very much an in-joke yeah. uh, to those who know, but also it's just funny. It's just a funny line. Yeah. And yeah, I, you know, I love Ghostbusters. I love his work, Meatballs, Stripes, you know, um, Evolution was uh, another big one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have a lot of affinity for his work and, and his passing was very shocking. And he also produced two of Cronenberg's early movies, Rabbit and Shivers. Oh wow! I didn't know that. And he also directed the uh, a Canadian horror film called Cannibal Girls, starring Eugene Levy and Andrea Martin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend that movie? I, I would. I think it's on Shutter. Okay. So cool. you can check it out. But uh, but yeah, I, uh, but yeah, Ivan Reitman is, was such a definitely a big part, especially in my childhood. You know, um, like I said, with Ghostbusters and. Oh my God, I'm blanking on his movie. <laughs> so I just said I'm a big fan of his. Um, but yeah, so Space Jam, of course, he produced. He's uh, Private Parts. You know, it was a really fun movie to watch that he produced with Howard Stern. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was just, actually it, it kind of hit me uh, when he passed away. I, it kind of hit me right there when I when yeah. I was passing. Same, yeah. And yeah. you know, what a note to go out on, though. I mean, coming off of. Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's so you know, good. And, oh my god, I wasn't yeah. going to like it as much as I did, but I really, really liked it. But yeah, yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised as well. I think uh, Jason Reitman, his son, really made a really, you know, put his heart into it and, and made a great movie, um, along with being a love letter to what his dad did. So you know, it's, two decades ago. God, watching it right now will probably be feel a little more like tugging at the heartstrings now just because he's gone obviously Harold Ramis is gone yeah it's it's gonna be hard to watch <laughs> watch this one especially the love of for the for the fa- for the first two at least yeah yeah so rest in peace Ivan Reitman uh we will miss you but um you know you, you left an incredible legacy on cinema that is unmatched especially in the comedy world mm-hmm. and we thank you for that you mentioned Disney, like your Warner Brothers and Disney uh, past and in your house. Uh, I, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the Rescue Rangers trailer and the Roger Rabbit cameo therein. 
we saw Roger Rabbit in obviously a couple of shorts after the release of the 1988 film directed by Robert Zemeckis produced by Steven Spielberg. It's a fantastic movie. It includes the Looney Tunes in as background characters. Um, and I, I love Roger Rabbit. I love the film. It is such a work of art from start to finish as a fan of neo-noir, as a fan of Bob Hoskins, <laughs> like yeah. the entire thing is just a masterpiece <laughs> that I love revisiting. Yeah. So to see Roger Rabbit in a new property, uh, especially Rescue Rangers, which I also love, uh, that is, you know, really exciting to me. And I thought that um, seeing him is going to reinvigor kids to go look and see who this character is, because maybe they didn't grow up with Who Framed Roger Rabbit like we did, because it hit our generation, you know, at the right time. Absolutely. So I, you know, I hope, uh, I hope this inspires kids to track it down it's on disney plus they can find it um so yeah we'll see how that has an impact but roger rabbit having a resurgence of sorts is really exciting uh what did you think about seeing this cameo in this trailer but yes the trailer for uh, for rescue rangers uh, i i did i did like that it was nice to see roger rabbit on this big screen again or the small screen i guess um but just the way just the Rescue Rangers in general, like the trailer looked cool. Um, it's from the uh, it's from um, uh, the Lonely Island, so that's that's always a big plus for me. I love Hot Rod, Pop Star, so I have faith that this movie could be good. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the show that defined a generation and turned two unknown chipmunks into international superstars. But his success took Chip and Dale to new heights. To many more seasons of the Rescue Rangers. We were living the dream. Dancing the Roger Rabbit with Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Roger Rabbit's dancing with uh, Chip and Dale on the stage along with the three little pigs. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to get a mix of old style animation and, you know, late 80s animation mixed with modern animation. So the just the animation styles on display here is exciting to see because there are so many different styles happening. It's, it's really interesting to see that uh, on the big screen, I think. So that'll be at least uh, something to take away for animation fans. I mean, I definitely love a good hybrid movie. Yeah. And, and speaking of live action hybrid movies, Peacemaker himself, John Cena has been cast as the head of the Acme corporation going up against a former employee uh, as Wiley Coyote's lawyer who has yet to be cast, and Wiley Coyote himself in court. Now, this is exciting. It's based on a New Yorker article um, written by Ian Frazier, and it is being directed by Dave Green, produced by James Gunn. James Gunn obviously has a big hand in Peacemaker right now, uh, which has just been renewed for season two, which I'm super excited about. And the script has been written by Sammy Birch. I am super excited about this movie. Not only do we have Looney Tunes back on the big screen as we did with Space Jam 2, but this is focusing on a specific story that involves one main Looney Tune character. And that pursuit of the Roadrunner has now taken a climax and hit the courtrooms because of all of the gags that have happened for our enjoyment are now being seen as well, hang on a second. I'm spending all this money and trying to like catch this roadrunner, and all these all these uh, techniques are failing. All these products are failing me. I need to go to the source and figure out what's going on here. 
So, you know, this, this whole thing has me excited. Uh, how does it hit you? I mean, we, I don't think we ever really had a, um, I, I think they've been working on a Wiley Coyote Roadrunner film for years. I, I think, I think I heard that before that they've been trying to do like a movie with those two for years. Um, but yeah, have, doing with the, um, the Acme versus uh, Coyote, I'm looking forward to it just because, I mean, you and I know John Cena has fantastic comedic timing. And him in Peacemaker was fantastic. He's anything he's any comedy he's in, he's really good. He's a really, really good like he does have great comedic timing, like I said. And I this is the world he I think he belongs in in many ways. Sure. Yeah. A lot of people are equating him to a modern day Ernest. And, you know, like a, a living yeah. cartoon already and so like putting him in a cartoon movie just you know connect the dots it just makes sense absolutely yeah i'm I'm super excited about it and i love the team uh dave green directed uh the last turtles movie uh out of the shadows and i felt like that felt like a a saturday morning cartoon yeah and i feel like he's the right choice to go into this i i feel like all of these creatives have the right sensibilities about it um yeah so Here's what we learned from the synopsis that was received by Deadline. Uh, The film follows Wiley Coyote, who, after Acme products fail him one too many times. Now, the the funny thing is, one too many times. Like, is that a million? Is that uh, a billion? Like, (laughs) Wiley Coyote has been going to Acme well for well over, you know, 80 decades or 80 years. Um, It's a trillion. Yeah. Um, so how many, how many is that? Uh, but in his Dodge Pursuit of the Roadrunner, he finally decides to hire a billboard lawyer to sue the Acme Corporation. The case pits Wiley and his lawyer against the latter's intimidating former boss, played by John Cena, but a growing friendship between man and cartoon stokes their determination to win. That has me excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm super down for it. I can't wait. Um, do you know when it's coming out or... Uh, it is scheduled to release in 2023, um, I believe, in the summertime. Okay. Uh, I do. Oh, uh, July 21st, 2023. Oh, wow. They even got a date. Okay. Yep. All right. We've got a date. I did skip over the Super 7 release. Um, We can go back to that real quick. Yeah. So with Roger Rabbit, we also had a release of some Super 7 figures. Uh, Super 7 is a product uh, supplier who creates action figures based on properties. And they just came out with a Roger Rabbit line, which is super exciting. It has Dr. Doom. It has two of the weasels, uh, the stupid one. And I guess the less stupider one, <laughs> the leader, he, he's the leader, the leader, the leader. Of, the, of the weasel pack uh, and Roger and Jessica. And the, the detail on these is really great. It's a really fun box uh, that they're put in. And, you know, I, I just, I love these to death. They Dr. Doom or sorry, <laughs> uh, Doom comes Doom. with <laughs> Mr. Doom. Uh, comes with a uh, uh, the cartoon shoe that he puts in the dip in the movie. Poor cartoon shoe. Just, him coming with that like just makes me sad. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but it makes sense. It definitely makes sense. 
Yeah, and Roger comes with handcuffs, clearly a, a uh, iconic image. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica comes with a pan that he that she has accidentally hit Roger over the face with, so it has a Roger indention oh, in the I pan. I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah that's funny. Cool. That's so, cool. I, you know, I love the detail that they're putting into these, and th- just Super 7 is a really great company. Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. Absolutely. I, I have a few action figures for them, and I'm buying that whole McBain uh, line that they just put out. Oh, cool. Have you cool. seen that? I have not. Yeah, they, 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 ha- they made a deal again with the Simpsons, So, but they made a, a whole Mc- – like a four-pack of McBain action figures, which I cannot wait to get. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that sounds awesome. Yeah, but no, but the but these Roger Rabbit Super Seven action figures, I'm, I'm totally down to buy the the whole collection. Yeah, uh, they 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 range around. I think they're like nineteen dollars each. Um, so they're a pretty penny, but uh, I think you get your money's worth. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, I forget. The, uh, I was going to ask you: this. Is the Roger Rabbit cartoon spin still around? Yeah, uh, it's being redone. I, I think it's being taken out of Toontown because they're re, they're remodeling right now, mm-hmm. and I think they're removing it. Dang. All yeah. Right. That's so that's that's really unfortunate. Uh, we're talking about Disneyland and the uh, Roger Rabbit ride in Toontown, but I believe it's being removed, which is a real bummer. That is a bummer. Well, sorry to bring it down for a little bit. <laughs> Well, what's not a bummer is the new Etihad Airways has a commercial featuring Bugs, Daffy, and Tweety showing little VIPs get special treatment on their airlines on your way to Dubai, where you can go see the Looney Tunes at Movie World. And it's one of the places that I've been wanting to go and visit. Uh, It's just expensive to go to Dubai. (laughs) So maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll get out there. Uh, I love their logo. They have a Warner Brothers World Abu Dhabi logo and it has bugs just like lounging on the WB logo. It, it's really cute. And yeah. uh, the blue and white really pop. And uh, this this uh, commercial has the voice stylings of Eric Bauza, who's currently doing the voices in Looney Tune cartoons for these characters, Bugs, mm. Tweety, and Daffy. Yeah. And it is awesome. It just, it, you know, it, all the kids in the commercial just light up whenever they're seeing the Looney Tunes. Yeah. And, you know, it, it just brings in the feels. It makes me want to fly this airline and go to Dubai. Yeah. Uh, how did it, you saw the commercial. How did it make you feel, John? I mean, who, who wouldn't want like stuff from the, you know, stuff from Looney Tunes, you know, especially that they're giving it to you basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a tote bag. And... Yeah. I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking at all the, the stuff. There's also even a, a Scooby-Doo uh, a little Scooby Doo bag and whatnot, but yeah, yeah. I I do like the 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 Tweety. Uh, I I do like the what's it called the the throw blanket. I definitely want oh, that. Yes. But yeah, I would totally go down. Like the, I know there's a Warner Brothers Movie World in Australia. There's well, one there too. But yes. I don't want to go that for years. But um, when did the Abu Dhabi one um open? A few years ago. Okay. Yeah, so I think it's newer than the Australia one. Mm-hmm. Um, do you um, do you know exactly what's uh, you know? Are there any cool rides or like? Is there anything you're excited to go if you do go? If I do go, yeah. there's a Wiley Coyote ride uh, where you chase the Roadrunner. There is a uh, Bugs Bunny Yosemite Sam ride, which I think is a take on the ride in um, uh, San Antonio, uh, which is one of the places I grew up going to, which is uh, Six Flags Fiesta Texas. Oh, okay. and yeah. 
And uh, yeah, and then there's like meet and greets and different treats and everything based on Looney Tunes. And, you know, it's just uh, it's like Disneyland, but Looney Tunes. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the closest we got here is Six Flags, I guess, because they still have the Looney Tune characters. Right, which I report on sometimes and uh, whenever they yeah. do new things. But uh, but yeah, and I, Abu Dhabi seems like it's all in on the on the Looney Tunes characters, uh, even more so mm-hmm. than Six Flags. Um, so that's yeah. you know that that's what has me pumped is I really want to go visit these characters and check out their rides and you know with Six Flags their their you know their children's section is the only place you can find the Looney Tune rides and I believe it's called Bugs Bunny's yeah. Looney T- or Bugs Bunny World um, over there. And you have to either have a kid or be a kid to ride the rides. <laughs> Whereas uh, in Abu Dhabi, uh, all ages can ride the Looney Tunes rides. I was going to say, uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but that's cool, though. That's really, really cool. Like, I totally want to check it out and see uh, see how much money I can <laughs> I can save <laughs> to go to Abu Dhabi. Exactly. Exactly. Me too. Maybe one day. Until then, you know who's died more than Loki? in uh the marvel cinematic universe <laughs> bugs bunny <laughs> i was hoping someone else but yes bugs bunny indeed well who else would it be is this the end of bugs bunny Ooh, I'll die! Got me, pal. Oh, is he to be doomed to utter destruction <laughs> i'm dying and what's up <laughs> Can't hold out much longer. <coughs> I'm, I'm all washed up. Will he be rendered non compassmentous? <laughs> Gruesome, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I'm dying again. You don't know me very well, do he? Bugs Bunny has been in quite a few, quite a few shorts, and one of the gags that established him as such a star was him getting to play out and act out a death scene against Elmer Fudd in A Wild Hair. Okay, Doc. I've had my fun, see? To show you I'm a sport, I'll give you a good shot at me. This is the Tex Avery short that started the whole thing. Uh, This is everyone's, like, go-to. Like, Bugs Bunny was born in this short. Yes, he had appearances before this, but this was the one that had all the gags, all the all the tricks, all the bells and whistles that we know of Bugs. And it was here that he tricked one over on Elmer by faking his own death after Elmer takes a shotgun. And from, I want to say, like three yards away, just he he pulls the trigger and Bugs throws on the ketchup and, uh, and acts out his his best death scene. So what I've done is I've compiled the top death scenes for Bugs Bunny, and we're going to go through them. Some of these are real nightmare fuel, but others are a bit more palpable. And uh, yeah, so we're going to go through them. So A Wild Hair was uh, from 1940. Uh, Obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, I mentioned uh, directed by Tex Avery. He is shot underneath a tree by Elmer Fudd with a shotgun. And his retribution for this happening is... He pulls down Elmer's pants when he's crying over the death of Bugs Bunny and kicks him in the butt. <laughs> beautiful. It's a beautiful way to, uh, beautiful way to end that. Yeah. Um, 
Because I think and I also wrote in my notes, I think this is also the first time we got to hear Bugs Bunny say his famous line, what's up, Doc? It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, a, a lot of firsts, but a lot of the staples are here. And yeah. that's why everyone goes back to this specific short of like, oh, this is the one. This <laughs> like, Don't watch any of the other ones. This is the one that started it all. <laughs> Um, but I also have a thing about uh, Elmer Fudd. Like I know it's it's widely known that Mel Blanc didn't really do the voice, but um, did he do? Did he ever do Elmer Fudd? In a so short? he did do Elmer Fudd um, after the passing of Arthur Q. Bryant, who started Elmer Fudd and was doing him for many many years. Um, and then mm-hmm. Arthur Q. Bryant passed away in 1959, and ever since then, uh, in the classics, Mel has taken over his voice. So the 60s and 70s were all Mel as Elmer Fudd okay yeah yeah again i i I didn't really know that at all like i I thought it was just um someone else yeah well there's some good trivia for you you know if uh if you pass away mel blank is gonna take your take your spot (laughs) perfect gonna get reincarnated and just gonna take my spot (laughs) yep i I mean you know he was the go-to at warner brothers so like you know you gotta you gotta throw him a bone yeah yeah. (laughs) one of the classics is a Chuck Jones short by the name of What's Opera Doc that mm-hmm. features Elmer and Bugs. And this is really fun. Uh, this is from 1957. I'll kill the wild Hawaii storm. North winds blow. South winds blow. Typhoons. Hurricanes. Earthquakes. Smog! I've already discussed some of these, by the way, uh, listeners. And if you want to go back, you can. Uh, I discussed What's Opera Doc on the second episode ever of this uh, podcast. Um, We went into in-depth on all the music and all the trivia. And A Wild Hair I discussed with Eric Bauza himself, uh, Bugs Bunny, uh, about a year ago for uh, Bugs Bunny's 80th anniversary. So if you want to go back to those, uh, feel free to. But we're going to touch on some of them uh, again, just so we can highlight some really fun deaths in Looney Tunes. Um, so yes. what's up, Doc? Uh, his death comes from a lightning strike that is brought about by Elmer using his magic helmet. His fear and magic helmet. Yes, fear and magic helmet. <laughs> Elmer summons north winds, south winds, typhoons, hurricanes, earthquakes, and smog. And the funny thing about that is, and you you just mentioned this, uh, so 1957, that is before Arthur Q. Bryan passed away. Arthur Q. did the voice of Elmer throughout the entire short, except for Smog. Smog. Yeah, I wrote that down. Because Mel Blanc has the most obvious, like, yell. He does. So it's like, how, out of nowhere, like, you just hear Mel Blanc yell, Smog! It cracks me up every time. I love it, though. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another death. So uh, if you're clocking it, uh, Bugs has died twice uh, so far, <laughs> um, but has always come back. Although I will say um, in that short, he does not uh, have a, a retribution for this death, uh, but he does mm-hmm. break the fourth wall. Well, what did you expect in an opera? A happy ending? So, you know, there's always a little Bugs humor to end the short on uh, in these situations. But yeah, I mean, again, it's a, cl- it's a classic, you know, it's a classic short. They always they always play it um, with a live orchestra at the Hollywood Bowl when, when they used to do Bugs Bunny in concert. Have you ever gone to any of those? I have not, unfortunately. I was going to go to the 80th anniversary one, but they canceled mm-hmm. it because of COVID. Of course. So I have yet to do that. 
Because I remember they did it for like almost, a, I think at least once a year, as I recall, that they did this whole Bugs Bunny in concert. And I never went, unfortunately. But it looked, it always looked cool because I love live orchestras with, uh, with picture. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like having the, um, the live orchestra there really probably adds to the experience. Absolutely. Yeah. So next we have Hair Force. This is from 1944, directed by Frizz Freeling. Uh, Bugs Bunny's death comes from being frozen. Help. Help. I'm catching pneumonia. I'm dying. Goodbye. And then a frozen rabbit uh, sculpture being taken into the fire. Uh, by Sylvester the dog, who he, who Bugs is outsmarting here, and the the dog attempts to unfreeze Bugs, and it just melts the snowman, and he goes, "Oh my God, I've done something bad." <laughs> yeah, I like that. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that uh, that short in years, and that was a really uh, that was a really funny line. It is so funny, and Sylvester the dog uh, has actually had a history of of uh, dealing with Bugs, and and he always has the line. I've done I've done something really bad, <laughs> so it's good to see that come back. But uh, let me ask you this, um, because I wrote down in my notes, Sylvester was a dog. So was this before Sylvester the cat, or? Well, no, this, this is um, this is at the same time. It, it was just uh, this is just a dog named Sylvester. Um, it, it was just the writer being lazy. <laughs> Or that, or that. <laughs> Whoever wrote it is a genius. Don't, don't, uh, please, please. I'm just a filmmaker. I'm not, a, I'm not an animation historian. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, all these writers are geniuses. Uh, no shade to the, to the writers. Um, but yeah, this, uh, you know, this short has a dog with a elderly woman, um, and uh, yeah, the the dog is named Sylvester. So, I, I, I do wonder what the thinking is there. Because we already had a Sylvester in the uh, in the franchise. Yeah, that's why it confused me a little bit. And then Bugs gets retribution on this death uh, by <laughs> it's a classic hide gag ending uh, with um, Bugs trying to hide Sylvester uh, from what he's done of killing the rabbit um, yes. into you know the closet, but he doesn't fit under the table, but he doesn't fit under the rug, and then it ends with. Uh, the Sylvester, the dog being thrown out of the house and, you know, ending up just, you know, his own survival instincts. Yeah. <laughs> what will he do in that situation? Gee, ain't I a stinker? Who knows? He's probably dead, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't think he's got the wit as bugs. So, yeah, he, he died a slow and painful death within the past five hours of him out of the house. So I went a little too dark on that. It's all good. <laughs> I think Bugs did first. Yeah. Well, I never. Frank Tashlin is a director who doesn't get a whole lot of credit for Looney Tunes, but he has some of the most creative Bugs Bunny shorts in the repertoire of Looney Tunes. And one of those includes A Bugs Bunny Death by Dynamite. This is the Unruly Hair from 1945. And the villain and antagonist in this is Elmer Fudd. And Bugs is blown away by a chasing piece of dynamite. And it's 
one of those really bizarre situations because it's it's very Looney Tunes. The dynamite follows him as he's running away and he tries to like divert the dynamite by going into like a pile of wood and like a you know a bunch of uh a, like a stockyard almost. Yeah. And uh he, the dynamite finds him and blows up the area. You think he's dead and then all of a sudden he <laughs> the wood piles in the form of a railroad track and then bugs comes in on the railroad <laughs> yeah over uh, it looks like it's going to hit uh, elmer fudd and then it barely misses him yeah so that's his retribution but it's it's really crazy you saw this short uh john what did you think I mean, it's, I, I think it's, it's pretty, uh, uh, what's it called? I think it's underrated because again, I, I'm not too familiar with Frank Tashlin, uh, cartoons or let alone his directing title, but yeah, I totally want to like search his, search his, uh, shorts out more. I thought yeah, really funny. if you do, you're going to, you're going to see some really abstract shots, uh, for animation, especially mm-hmm. for these shorts. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of canted angles. He does a lot of bizarre like depth of field for his you know animation style yeah and yeah the you know those shorts really stand out as stylistic um over the other directors and you know you know how stylized the other directors are so absolutely it's that saying something um actually yeah i i put in my notes there's one line that i thought was really funny was a uh, bugs going have some cheese rats so i'm a big fat whack ah, have some cheese rat <laughs> he shoves cheese in Elmer's face. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Highly recommend checking that one out. That one can be found on HBO Max. Yes. Yes. So, you know, uh, kudos to them for blowing up bugs, but you can't keep a good rabbit down. <laughs> so the same year was uh, another short featuring Bugs Bunny called Hair Triggered. This was from, again, 1945. This one directed by Frizz Freeling. What's up? Why, you wanna refer Baron Critter? This here's one of them that train robbery holdups. Yeah? Well, you must be Jesse James. Jesse James? Ha ha ha! Why, everybody knows me. I'm Yosemite Sam, the meanest, toughest, rip roaringest, Edward Everett Hortonest hombre, whatever packed a six shooter. This is one of the interesting ones where Frizz, as a, uh, you know, founding father of, you know, these Looney Tune characters, a lot of people assume that uh, Yosemite Sam is a caricature of Frizz Freeling because he was short, he was stout, he was loud, you know, all these things that make up Yosemite Sam. Yeah. And this is actually... Frizz's favorite short that he did featuring Yosemite Sam. Really? So, yeah. So this has bugs tied to the end of a train, again, using trains. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this time he's roped up to an anvil that is tied to his feet and he's dangling over the tracks. Uh, (laughs) You think that bugs is doomed like this is the end for bugs uh sam is trying to get away and running across the you know the top of the train and seems like he's you know gonna be scot-free of this and bugs will fall but no um uh the 
the uh, narration comes in and a text title card comes up and it goes, is this the end of Bugs Bunny as we know it? Get out of this one. of Bugs Bunny, will our hero be dashed to bits on the jagged rocks below? Is he to be doomed to utter destruction? Will he be rendered non-compassmentous? Eh, he don't know me very well, do he? And then we see him walk out with a tied up and gagged Yosemite Sam. He has somehow defeated Yosemite Sam. We don't know how. And it doesn't really matter <laughs> because Bugs is so confident yeah. in all of the things that he's done and it goes, it goes to a close up of bugs and he goes, if he thought he was going to get me, he don't know me very well, do he? (laughs) (laughs) And it ends on that. It's just, it's really bonkers. Of course it's Looney Tunes. Like it's going to be out there. Um, You know, I, I just love the fact that no matter what situation bugs is in, you know, if he dies or if he is, it looks like he's going to die, mm-hmm. he, he'll probably get out of it. Okay. Yeah. No, no scratches. I mean, <laughs> Nothing. I mean, there's no such thing as a, as a, as a dead cartoon character. <laughs> we will get to a couple instances where, where there is a dead cartoon character, uh, unfortunately for bugs and fans of the character. But, uh, but yeah, that'll be at the, at the very, very end. I was going to say, which uh, one? <laughs> Oh, you'll see. You'll see. All right. Next, we have Hair Conditioned. This is a Chuck Jones short, uh, also from 1945. 1945 was a big year for Looney Tunes. They had so many shorts come out that year. Oh, yeah. Uh, So he has basic... Okay, so he's being chased by a manager of a hotel. And this manager is a caricature of the Harold Perry character, uh, the Great Gildersleeve. Ah, uh, there you are. <laughs> What's up, Doc? Come along, little chum. The sale's over. We're transferring you to another department. Once you see the caricature, you'll recognize it. It's very, like, vaudevillian, like, over-the-top, you know? Mwahaha. Yeah. Like, you know, like, all those <laughs> characters. Yeah. So... In the end, Bugs is getting him with this gag of elevators and stairs. Going up. Sixth floor, rubber tires, nylon hose, bobby pins, girdles, alarm clocks, bourbon, butter, and other picture postcards. And they're going up and down, and bell- and uh, Bugs is dressed as the bellboy on the elevator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> outwitting him at every every step it's so hilarious to rewatch this yeah and they both end up on the roof and bugs just scares like he comes up out of nowhere and he just scares the the manager and the manager like fears for his life and leaps off the building and bugs is like astonished that this has just happened like he committed murder like, by scaring somebody so he pulls out a mirror and lifts it up to his face and does the exact same scare face uh-huh. to himself. What the big guy didn't know was that right behind him, 
ready to strangulate him with his hairy hands was a horrible frankincense monster breathing fire on the back of his neck. <laughs> So then he scares himself and he jumps off the the building. And that, my friends, is one of the way Bugs Bunny actually dies. He does not come out of this <laughs> unscathed. No, it, it ends. It's credit. It ends. It just ends. Roll credits. Bugs Bunny has leapt off a building. <laughs> Obviously, we don't see the splatter on the ground or anything like that. Uh, but it's just a really funny, you know, Looney Tunes were no stranger to the morose, and uh, this really proves it. <laughs> yeah. No, because I was surprised when I saw it. I, again, I wrote down on my notes. I'm like, scared himself off a building. I'm like, that's messed up. <laughs> scared to death. That's a messed taking up a, ending right there. Exactly. Taking a whole new level to scared to death. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, all of these characters love tormenting bugs in their own way, but they also love getting bugs out of a good torment or or situation uh one of those really great uh setups and and uh, executions or should i say electrocutions is the gray-hounded hare this is a robert mckimson short and he died bugs dies by electrocution <laughs> this is another one where bugs is definitely being shocked to death and it doesn't cut away uh, except for to go to credits. <laughs> so he doesn't come back and, yeah. uh, and get the last laugh. Um, but he is being tormented by the gnaw dog. It's a race racing dog in this short, uh, number seven bugs, favorite number. Apparently we learned from this. this. Ain't got a chance. Huh, number seven. That's me lucky number. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty good. Better check his teeth though. Come on, Lassie. Open your mouth. Let's see those little toofies. Hmm. A little shadow on that bicuspid dog. You better see your dentist. And he has money on this dog, but whenever they the dog whenever the dogs start racing, he finds out that they're chasing a little rabbit. And he can't stand the sight of this. And he's like, oh my God, I have to protect this cute little bunny. <laughs> well, so I've, he, seen, I've definitely seen this. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen the show before. Yeah. There goes the rabbit! Wow! What a hunk of feminine poultry tootie! The dogs are going wild! And there they go! What? Dogs chasing that cute little bunny? They can't do this! Chivalry is not dead! And so he jumps on the track and he's trying to save this little bunny off of the rails, but it's a, it's an electric bunny. So every mm-hmm. time he goes in for a kiss, cause he just, he, he falls in love with this thing. He gets electrocuted. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and, I do. I do remember that. And she's like, did he say what a kisser or something? Yeah. Wow. What oh. a woman. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the one where the, the gif of Bugs's heart beating out of his chest comes from where he's like yeah. leaning over the rails. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. That's what this is from. Uh, so it ends with Bugs getting one over on the gnaw dog and then going up to the, the cage that the, um, the electric bunny goes into and just lays one on her and just enjoys being electrified to death. I'm guessing <laughs> <laughs> it's a happy death. It's a happy death. Hey, Dreamboat, how about you and me make a beautiful music together? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I, I would I would die beautifully too if that if if, if uh, that was the case. Absolutely. Um, I did want to have uh, a couple of honorable mentions here. Um, specifically, uh, Bugs Bunny gets the Boyd. This is from 1942, a Clampett cartoon. Where Bugs lands and the bones just make out the chest cavity of somebody who has lost all their skin and muscles and Bugs thinks he's dead. Okay. <laughs> he's not, though. Um, he's very much alive. And he and the, the buzzard, you know, uh, Beaky Buzzard is the, although he goes by the codename Killer in this, um, mm. he, <laughs> he and Bugs both have a laugh that Bugs isn't dead. And uh, that's a really great one. And it ends with... Um, the killer's mom, uh, both, you know, taking care of and, uh, feeding the, uh, you know, the, uh, Bugs Bunny who's now in the nest <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of the birds. Rabbit Punch is, uh, one of my other favorite honorable mentions. Uh, this is, and, and it's very similar to, uh, Hair Triggered. This is a short that pits Bugs Bunny in the wrestling rink with Crusher. The and yes. this this one is near and dear to my heart um at the very end bugs is against the rails and a door opens and the train is coming right at him and the reel gets cut and we don't yes. know exactly what happens here but then bugs bunny walks out of stage left on a white screen holding scissors Ladies and gentlemen, due to circumstances beyond our control, we are unable to continue with this picture. And, uh, confidentially, that film didn't exactly break. It's another, it's another classic short, of course. So we're going to fast forward a bit, uh, going from the 1940s and 50s mm-hmm. all the way to last year, uh, 2021. <laughs> Yes. What what a time travel that is. So we had some recent uh, Bugs Bunny deaths to look over and discuss uh, for this podcast, which has inspired this whole conversation, actually, because Bugs has been dying a lot lately and yes. more so recently than ever before. So one of the latest examples is in Space Jam, A New Legacy. We have Bugs sacrificing himself by doing the glitched play that was programmed into Dom's game programming that yes. uh, that essentially deleted a character and it is it is a uh, traumatizing death for all of the looney tunes that are there to witness it is a traumatizing death for the children in the audience to witness and it's a traumatizing death for me to witness because Bugs has the wrong line. I will never not say this. <laughs> he should have said, ain't I a stinker instead of that's all folks. But yes, uh, John, what did you think of whenever you saw Space Jam New Legacy and Bugs perform this act? Okay, so, I, so again, I heard your podcast, you know, the spoiler-free uh, review before it, came, before it came out, right? And then you did a, spoil, a spoiler that's correct yes okay so i read the so i heard the spoiler free one after that i saw the movie i went to theaters to see it and you know um definitely um 
uh, with all due respect, uh, LeBron, but don't quit your day job. But but it, but I mean, there are some moments I really liked in the in the new Legacy. There's some good jokes. The, the Rick and Morty joke was great. The Michael B. Jordan one just killed the entire audience. That was the best joke of the movie. Um, the animation was great. Uh, the ILM effects was were incredible. Um, Kane B usually does great work. It, it was a little a little questionable this time around with the all the Warner Brother archive characters, you know, like the Penguin and Batman, and yeah, even the nun the nuns from uh, Ken Russell's The Devils were, were in it, and Pepe Pew wasn't for some reason. But uh, that's another story. But uh, but yeah, so when so when Bugs so get back to Bugs. Yeah, when he died, I was I was kind of uh, it caught me off guard. I I didn't know if they're if they're really gonna kill. I I was dumb enough to believe they were gonna kill him off. But I'm like, <laughs> of course they can't kill him off. You know what? What, what, what am I thinking? <laughs> but it it, it, it kind of got me. It kind of got me in the movie. Sure. Uh, I really thought he was gonna die. Yeah. So his death comes at the form of a glitch, and then his recompense is just meeting up with LeBron. Uh, Five seconds later, and ready for Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who, I mean, come on, Jonathan. Who's not ready for Taco Tuesday? Oh, exactly. Isn't tomorrow Tuesday? Tomorrow, from the from the time of this recording, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when this is going to come out, but uh, unless it is going to be tomorrow, then yes, Taco Tuesday, everybody. <laughs> Happy Taco Tuesday. <laughs> We're all back together again. Bugs? That's all, folks. A gruesome death in the 2021 short Mummy Dummy. Yeah, I really want to get into talking about this one because I my that was the second to last short I was watching last night uh, because again I was I was doing my homework and watching pretty much all the entire um, the shorts that he asked me to do um, that were available. But Mummy Dummy really shocked the hell out of me <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, wow. First off, the thing that surprised me was the intestines, oh, the sure. intestines buffet, and then him shoving the intestines back into the to that mummy yeah. demon and i'm just like god even for me that's too much <laughs> and then then we see a silhouette of of him ragging bugs and then he snaps his he snaps his neck Oh yeah, the the whole sequence is really gruesome. Yeah. Uh, so the plot of this one is Bugs takes a wrong turn and winds up in Egypt, and hey, he's he finds to go to Vegas, right? Viva Las Vegas, boy! I've been looking forward to this vacation for months. At Pharaoh's Deluxe Resort and Casino, our quality service and luxurious accommodations will leave you so satisfied you'll be tootin' common back for more. Yes, sir. That's for me. Yeah, and he believes that he is in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, and so he is doing Vegas type things to a un 
documented uh, coffin and all this, you know, uh, all these intestines, all these like preserved uh, artifacts of a human being. <laughs> and it's super gross. Uh, but I got to give it to director David Gimmel in this. And the way that he presented just the atmosphere is crazy scary, really gory. But Bugs plays it off so well. And he like dives deep into, oh, I'm really dying here. And, you know, he, he yeah. gets his like head cracked in and all this stuff. And then he just, you know, he sits there while well, he's laid there, uh, a, a like motionless rabbit at the yeah. feet of this mummy. And then he stands up and he cracks his back. He's like, oh, that was the best massage I've had in years. <laughs> <laughs> just one of the best like flips i have seen in a really long time of what yeah. you, what you're witnessing and like how gory it is to you know uh, making fun of it and like you know thinking it's a part of something else yeah yeah i mean definitely yeah it, again i i haven't really watched the, the the newer looney tunes cartoons i haven't seen them in like a year or so but I just scattered about, but I've been, I've been enjoying them. I enjoyed what I saw. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I've never seen mummy dummy before. So yeah, that was kind of a surprise to me <laughs> seeing what I saw. So I need to, I need to dive back into the newer cartoons because are, are they, cra are they even crazier or. Oh yeah. They, they get crazier. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> but the, the next one, the next one we're talking about, I, I wrote down, I think he ate himself to death? So, essentially. Carrots! That's right, little wabbit. Keep eating. So, the next one we're talking about is called Rotund Rabbit, and it is a Kenny Pittenger short, uh, also from 2021. And these are the new Looney Tunes cartoons found on HBO Max. These are HBO Max original shorts. And the premise here is that Elmer Fudd realizes that if he fattens bugs up with carrots, mm -hmm. he'll be able to catch up to him. And yeah. Elmer overestimates this and just feeds bugs as many carrots as he can find. And essentially he grows to like 50 times the size of Big Chungus. <laughs> um, it's just crazy. The, the, internet, um, the internet's favorite meme. Or yes, the exactly. Favorite exactly. <laughs> and it ends with um, Bugs slimming down, like losing all the weight immediately and becoming this skin of a bunny. Um, and, and then Bugs wraps himself very creepily, very like the conjuring or something like this, like a modern horror movie around yeah. Elmer Fudd. And he goes, wear me duck, wear me, me. <laughs> wear me duck, wear me, you're beautiful. It is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, that's that's nightmare fuel right there. Like you were saying earlier on, it's like, yeah, this is pure nightmare fuel on that. 
Absolutely. And this is the one that fans say has the unnecessarily scary ending. And if you are ready to be scared and have nightmares, go track down Rotund Rabbit and enjoy that. <laughs> enjoy the nightmares. <laughs> So that will do it for the the main shorts. I wanted to give a quick shout out uh, to two others. Um, mm-hmm. One is from the series called Wabbit. This was a short run uh, Looney Tune offshoot uh, with starring Bugs Bunny. And in the Grim Rabbit, uh, it, a version of the Grim Reaper comes after Bugs Bunny and literally holds Bugs Bunny's death certificate in his hand as he points to him with a carrot. And it's, it's a carrot scythe, actually. And Bugs Bunny, of course, escapes this. Thank you. Oh, this is a mistake. No worries. Squeaks. This reminds me of that other song. Um, Don't wear your rope to the park. Yeah, it's in the key of creepy. Uh, but it's really funny because out of all of these deaths and cheating deaths, you would think that the Grim, Re- the Grim Reaper would come for bugs a lot sooner. Uh, but yeah. it took until 2011 for the Grim Reaper to actually show up. And uh, Bugs Bunny again outsmarts him and feeds him to a bear. You realize this means what? That's what happens in that one. All right. <laughs> so That's family friendly. Don't mess with. Yeah, it is very family friendly. Uh, but again, don't mess with Bugs Bunny. He will he will come up positive and you know survive. Except for one instance, and I have to bring it up. I know you've seen it. Family Guy did a parody of Looney Tunes in yes. the in the in the uh, episode Stewie Be Good, mm-hmm. and it it's Elmer Fudd being shown. Uh, you know, hunting bugs with his shotgun and essentially just shoots the rabbit several times in the chest and bugs <laughs> collapses and then he gets carried away with a blood trail. And, oh, and, he cra- and he snaps his neck too. Yeah, it's brutal. And uh, in this situation, uh, Elmer Fudd was voiced by Noel Blank, the son yes. of Mel Blank. Shh, be very, very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. So I had to point it out. It is not my favorite. <laughs> Seeing Bugs Bunny die like this. <laughs> but it's but, family, guys. So I mean. <laughs> yes, of course. It's got to, you know, generate that dark humor in a way. And yeah. we're not expecting it because we're always on the side of Bugs and he's going to get out of it. Nope, not this time. This one time. <laughs> He's going to be brutally murdered <laughs> right in front yeah. of us. <laughs> so I had exactly. to bring that up. We're talking about Bugs Bunny deaths. Had to. Uh, so, John, uh, what stood out to you as far as our conversation here or anything you wanted to add to it? Um, definitely still the Mummy Dummy one really stood out for me as being like the most, like, again, just seeing, because again, growing up, you know, with, with just Looney Tunes and just, Still being slapstick, being a little like, you know, still funny, but then, you know, fast forward to the future of 2021 and you get this like really bizarre, like, you know, joke. Like I said, the whole intestines thing is always and the and the snapping of the net as of his uh, bug's neck. I was just like, oh my God, we've come a long way. We really have. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but yeah, I mean, I it definitely um, again just talking about um, just talking about uh, the many deaths. It, it makes me do do want to go back and watch the the ones that I couldn't get get to, and as well as just just get back into watching Looney Tunes again. Because I mean, you know, besides doing the homework for this and talking about it. Like, I really want to just go back, deep dive into going back into Looney Tunes, not just for Bugs, but of course Daffy, Mar- uh, Marvin Martian. And actually, I got to ask you this. So I don't know if, are you, because there's a lot of negativity on this, on the specific decade of, of Looney Tunes. It's the, the, the decade where you don't see any Bugs Bunny cartoons. It's just these random, like Bunny and Clyde. And then who, who are the other ones? Um, uh, it was like in the late 60s, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's this era of Looney Tunes that's like late 60s until I want to say early 80s um, mm-hmm. where there's a lot of offshoots of characters and all that stuff going on. Uh, the directors just... left and yeah. new directors came in. Uh, Fritz Freeling was the head of the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, the other the other thing I was going to say is um, and they had the, the probably the weirdest version of Mary Go Rob Broke Down. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Like, do you know? Uh, which, do you know? I think I do. Yeah, it's it. You know, it's it's vintage, but it's also that weird seventies, eighties style, and they didn't quite know what to do with Looney Tunes at the time, and they tried to do like a new aspect of it. It uh-huh. doesn't quite work uh, all the time. I don't. I I don't think it works hardly any of the time. And you know, I I totally agree on that because there was a couple times I went to the New Bev, uh, New Beverly Cinema in L.A. And they actually, you know, they always screen a cartoon before before the movie and whatnot. Yeah, I love that. There's at least yes, and there's a couple of times that they did screen one of those offshoot 1960s, 1970s uh, Warner Brother cartoons, and I'm like, yeah, these don't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, these are not good at all. But it, it's too bad because I mean, it was just a really, it was kind of like the dark, it was kind of like the dark times of Looney Tunes. Yeah, and I'm so glad we got. You know, we 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 have come full circle. We're back to you know uh, paying homage to what worked with the franchise, bringing in really great talent uh, from Bob Bergen, who does Porky Pig, to Eric Bauza, who does uh, Daffy and Tweety and Bugs, and you know there's and Jeff Bergman who does Sylvester, and uh, Candy Milo who does Granny. I can go on forever. <laughs> These are just phenomenal, talented individuals and they bring so yeah. much to the characters so absolutely well i was gonna ask you so are you um are you an la native or are you uh, are you from a different state no i'm from texas originally uh from, from houston texas? yeah okay uh when did you move here in 20 in t- 2009 okay so yeah you probably wouldn't have gone uh, because like in the late 80s i'm sorry sorry late 90s like 98 99 they um in the Burbank Mall, they actually had this like animation festival where basically oh, wow. uh, what's it called? Um, they, they did a live tape. They did a live recording of a Smurfs like script. So Bob Bergen was there. June for I got to meet June Foray. Oh nice. Um, what's it called? But there are all these like animators that have done like you know Mulan. They worked with Eric Goldberg and just it's uh it's it was such a really cool experience and it was mainly to promote the Fox Family Channel. When that's okay. when that was a thing, but it was it was a really yeah. cool event. But I, I was just pointing out, like, yeah, I got to I got to meet these amazing, you know, uh, these these um, car- uh, voice actors, you know. Especially, it was so nice to 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 meet June Foray, you know, because she's oh yeah, she's so lovely and like, legendary. yeah, legendary. 
exactly. But yeah, so I, I didn't know if you if you knew about that or you like been to it. So yeah, I needed to ask if you actually heard about it. Yeah, thank you for asking. I wish I had. I wish I was here. I was not, unfortunately. But I did have a big Looney Tunes upbringing, and I watched the shirts endlessly uh, from childhood on, and I continue to this day. And I'm so glad I could reinvigorate this interest uh, for the franchise with you, getting you reintroduced to the new shorts. I, I can't wait for you to watch them and uh, react to them. Yeah, same here. Because I mean, I, I love. I mean, again, I going back to Space Jam, like, uh, New Legacy, really quick. Yeah, I mean the the vo- the vo- the the voice actors are incredible. The like the direction was great. Yeah, everything that had to do with the animation was great. You know, the voice actors are great. Uh, what's it, Eric? Um, Eric, how do you Bowser? Bowser. Eric Bowser. Like he he he's done a fantastic job playing Bugs. Um, also, on a side note, I I loved his voice work in the Banana Splits movie that came out <laughs> like a year or two ago. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. If, if you want, yeah, kids, if you want to check that out, go search it out. It's actually not that bad. <laughs> it's actually pretty fun. <laughs> but um, well, but no, but well, I th- yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was I was just gonna uh, segue that into well, kids, if you watch the Banana Splits movie and you have opinions, let Johnny know at the real Johnny underscore D on Instagram and Twitter, and at Misfits of Cinema. You can find him over there and you can check out his work on Vimeo at vimeo.com backslash John MD 84. Well, you got everything. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Of course, if you're listening to this, then you know to follow me on This Means Pod over on Twitter and Instagram and This Means Podcast on Facebook. I'm getting a group together. I'm going to try to do more postings over there and uh, we can watch Looney Tunes together eventually. That's the goal. Uh, So follow me on Twitter and tag me if you have any thoughts about your favorite Bugs Bunny death in the franchise. And if we missed one that you love, please let us know at on either Twitter or Instagram. Hit me up and give me your thoughts because I'd love to talk Looney Tunes with you. All right, John, thank you so much for being here. It was a real pleasure. And as our audiences know, that's not all, folks. Mr. Wabbit. Say something. Speak to me. Ah, I killed him. I killed him. I'm a murderer. I'm a wabbit killer. Why did I do it? I killed a poor little gray fuzzy wabbit. Why did I do it? Why did I do it? Ah, 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 ah